Hey folks, welcome to Legends of Kalidor, Tales from the Wildlands. An actual play Westmarch's campaign using the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons set in the homebrewed world of Kalidor. My name is Darren Stotrup, and I'll be your Game Master. Before we begin, a quick reminder about the new D&D convention coming to California. Mimicon 2023, the first annual game convention for the Central Coast. The organizers are working with the city of Santa Maria to host a premier gaming convention, and all proceeds are benefiting a local nonprofit. Attendees can access a huge variety of activities, from RPG demos to nerd trivia contests. Learn more at centralcoastdnd.com. That's the letter N, not the ampersand, but centralcoastdnd.com. Now, back to the adventure. Last time, the adventurers dispatched a goblin hunting party not far from the Temple of the Moon, and overheard the hobgoblin leader mentioning the existence of their lair to the northwest. After the encounter, the adventurers discovered an elven invitation to a festival in the woods while searching through the remains, and learned the festival is to take place in three days' time. We join them now the very next morning, having returned to the hunting lodge sooner than expected. It is the 30th of Magsha, 523 AE. With a lack of clouds to keep in the warmth, it is a crisp, clear morning even by 8 AM. Percy enters into the kitchen and heads towards the wood stove to light the morning fire. Who's awake? And if people are present, where are they at? I would say Ansem is up and still acclimating since this is new. He's outside early, listening to the sounds, smelling, feeling the air, just trying to basically acclimate to this environment that they're in. So he's outside. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it's going to be pretty similar to the last morning that you were out here. Uh, it's colder. Uh, it might have been about the same cold temperature as yesterday, but it's a, it's a nice clear morning. It was a clear night, so it's probably in the upper 40s, low 50s right now outside in the morning, even at 8 a.m. It's still pretty cold out. But otherwise, it's, yeah, I mean, same sort of thing. Squirrels, birds, very calm around this property. <laughs> uh, Detour would also be up. She probably has been um, outside a bit, but back inside, um, kind of looking through the items that they have and seeing what what's up for breakfast and things. Uh, Rotana is sleeping in the corner, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Given the late night and lots of walking yesterday, Elias is wanting her beauty sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please tell me she's not been in heels this whole time, right? <laughs> um, she's been wearing nice clothes. Right, so she's been in a dress. So. The question is, is, does that include heels or not? I I don't know, actually. Probably. Stilettos. Heel, heel boots, maybe. She can pull off some heel boots. But not stilettos. Yes. So Percy's rummaging around in the, the kitchen, and uh, and he sees Datura. And that morning, Datura. Uh, excuse me. I'm rather surprised to see you back so soon. Not that I'm uh, not that I'm complaining. I just figured you would have been out for a few days. Um, and he's like looking around. He's like considering as many rations as you had taken uh, before you had left. I figured I wouldn't see you for a little while. Uh, yeah, you know, change of plans. We uh, ran into a little more uh, action than we expected and decided to come back. We also um, found this note here, the uh, invitation. Um, mm-hmm. Do you happen to know anything about this? So he's looking at it. He would say, you know, I don't really know uh, what language this is in. It looks like it might be Elvish. If that's the case, I... I can speak a very small amount of it, but I, I'm no good at trying to read any of this. I've, I can help you with that. Um, and I go ahead and give him 
the, the quick rundown on what it says, which was an invitation to some party in the woods, right? In a couple days? Yes, and in fact, I added to the story items. Got it, got it, okay, found it. At this point, Elias hands Datura the invitation, which reads, To MGS, Kelvin Munter, is granted the highest honor of participating in Ten Nabi Ut Weaker on the second of Lodan by Lyra's waning light in the northern forest of the Borderlands. Make time to consider your supplication before Enwin, Lady of Favor, and enter in a state of humility. I look forward to seeing the age of your face, your friend, Inadas Care. So Percy, looking this over and hearing it, you know, read out, he's like, well, no, I, uh, I mean, other than we are in the Borderlands and the, and the forest would be, uh, northern forest. I know that there's, there's supposed to be further forests above us uh, as opposed to the ones that you had found me so unfortunately wrapped up in um but outside of that no i'm, I'm not familiar with this at all so you don't recognize any of the names in it by any chance that is a good question for him also how many days away is that <laughs> that is three days away we're gonna roll with <laughs> nope he uh he, with his natural one he's got no idea yeah, he's like, ah, I, I don't know. Um, the name doesn't ring a bell. Well, we may go check it out. I'm not sure. I mean, we were on our way to um, a different location on the map, but once everyone's awake, we'll probably have to discuss it. All right. Well, uh, it's good to see you uh, all in one piece. Uh, in any case, if there's any way that I can be of help, please let me know. But if you guys are going to head out, you should probably have enough rations for the moment. Yes, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't think we plan taking any more from you for the time being. All right, all right. I just, uh, I might. And he pulls out like a, a piece of paper and he starts like jotting things down. And he says, uh, if there is anything that you do need, uh, at some point we'll probably need to, uh, I, I could make a run back into civilization. So if there's anything that you guys would need when I, I wind up having to do so, I just go ahead and jot this down here and I can look into it. That's very kind of you. Yes, we'll, we'll have to discuss it. Um, I'm not personally in need of anything, but um, we might be as a group. So thank you. Of course, yeah. and you see him set that down on the, the main table. I suppose now is as good a time as any to start scouting a good trade route between here and the main city for your future uh, plans of an outpost. Oh, yes, uh, uh, Elias, I, I'd probably have to speak to her a little bit more of that, but we could take a look at whatever the, the nearest town. Of course, it depends on what we would be trying to procure. Some places we could probably get from one of the local smaller hamlets, but uh, if we need something that they don't have, we could check out one of the larger cities a little bit further inland. Yeah, yes, uh, trade isn't really my area of expertise, so I'll leave that to Elias to sort out. Is there anything we can do for you around here, Percy? <sighs> oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess, uh, assuming that this ritual that uh, had taken place, whatever exactly that is, um, as long as that holds, then we should be pretty safe here at the lodge, uh, unless other people come along. But... Uh, no, I, I don't suppose there's anything that I really need at the moment. Uh, of course, if you if you do find some um, some game out there, I know that you brought back some some bear meat. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't know how well I can take care of that. So you probably have to deal with that one on your own. Smaller no. game. I can, uh, all right. Oh, morning. Uh, how's it going, Ronica? Good morning. Morning. He heard talk about food. <laughs> That's the way to wake this fella up, I see. All right. Uh, yes, um, do make sure that you take care of your bear at some point. Um, this, this skin should be out there tanning just fine. Uh, but uh, 
Uh, I looked that up. That should take about a, a week uh, before that's uh, that's able to be used. Uh, and he's got like this little like you know adventuring for dummies kind of a book that he like thumbs through, and it's like nice. real basic information on some of this stuff. Are there any um, plants like uh, fruit or vegetable type plants around that I could maybe help a little? Of course, uh, he, you know, and then again, he's kind of like flipping through the, the book, you know, and uh, and there is taking all the food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's I mean, so in the book, it, it'll talk about and he'll, he'll look through and it's a little bit redundant for you. You probably know most of this stuff, but he says that he has seen uh, around the property that there is my untrained eye. I, I, I've seen that there's some uh, Casanel. There is uh, I think I might have seen one of the favors, I wouldn't be able to know if it's kings or fools, but there's one of those, uh, I think I saw a few of those between here and the woods. But yeah, there's there's some various plants around the area. I'm sure that we can cure some of that on your, your travels. That would be great if you could bring anything like that back. I, I will keep an eye out. I unfortunately wouldn't know what to do with it myself unless it was something as simple as Casanel, but I don't know if that's more of your area of expertise. Um, yes, I'll, I'll take a look and um, see if maybe there's a good place to grow anything for food, maybe just outside. Start a little garden, side project. That would be fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's always nice to make the place a little more homey and a little more functional. I'll do a little, um, uh, like a can trip to like produce a little, you know, couple flowers and put them in a cup on the table. Oh. He's, he's kind of like, he's he's not been around so much magic before. He's seen some of the stuff like that, but it always tickles his fancy. Uh, it's not quite like turning into a, a some sort of moon panther or something, but, uh, but not, not quite. he still enjoys seeing that. Well, I'll, um, I ought to go outside and see what Ansem's up to. Now that people are starting to wake up, might need to knock on Elias's door, see if she's ready to, to get up for the day. I, I hate to, to bother her, but I, if, if that's all right, I might do that. Yeah, how about you do that, and I'll go check on Ansem. All right. Percy heads on over and, uh, you know, knocks on the door. To, uh, excuse me, Elias, I'm I'm told uh, I should wake you. But, uh, if you need more sleep, that's totally fine as well, but we have some uh, tea and some coffee out here for you. Thank you. I'll be right out. Very good. Yeah, whenever you're ready. So, Detour, you head outside to talk to Ansem? Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Are the others up? I believe so. Um, I've... Percy went to wake Elias, but I suppose it's about time to figure out what we should do for the day. Ah, we are of the same mind. Shall mm-hmm. we head back in? <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll, I'll walk in after enjoying myself in the morning and uh, mingling with the new area still. Good. So you, you head inside. Percy's sitting at the, the table. He's uh, looks like the fire, you know, the stove's already got the water boiled, so he's you know eating his <clears throat> apple berries and so forth and drinking some his first one and a half cup of coffee. <laughs> Down the first one, went for the second one a little more slowly. Mm-hmm. So as uh, Elias is eating, she'll look up and say, so what do you all make of that invitation? I'm surprised to find that there's any manner of civilized folk out here. I didn't expect we would be encountering uh, many other friendly humanoids, much less some sort of a celebration. But I postulate that this uh, may not be as friendly as you might given the uh, phrasing. I mean, w- what's your take on it? Um, it seems like this is a uh, thing where this person is supposed to submit and offer themselves in service to someone. So I think it's more of a uh, offer of uh, servitude. Mm. D- does anyone, uh, is anyone particularly knowledgeable in 
religious matters and might recognize the name. I'm wondering if the if it's a religious lady of favor. Yeah, in fact, Datura, uh, let me have you roll religion. Can I assist since I've got some connection to a religious yes. group? I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So you can roll yeah. that with advantage. Uh, both were eight, so that's all I got. Okay. Well, zero. <laughs> I should have made this myself. No, 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 that's fine. You know a, a little bit of what this is. The The translation of that, uh, that, that festival, it's less a festival as it is more of a uh, observation or celebration, I guess. Celebration's still mm-hmm. too much of a, a word, but it's almost, a, it's an annual thing that changes. Now, your character, did we figure out what sub-race of elf she was? Um, she's, well, she's a weird mix of things. Right, so yeah. So, she's half elf, but... But that half, do you know what she comes from? Um, I would say, well, it's, because her parents are, it's a quarter from each parent. Right. So, combination of wood elf and high elf. This was all for flavor, so... <laughs> she's a mutt. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's flavor that, that might uh, prove useful here, so... I yeah, as a wood elf, and particularly given your background with you know uh, being a druid, circle of the moon, you have heard of this ceremony, but it's never been one that you've actually been able to have where you're from. Um, but you do know that there is legend of this ceremony, and you're not even so sure if this happens anymore or not, or if it's just legend. But that the uh, the wood elves have been occasionally blessed by the Eladrin to cross the plane into the material plane and uh, and potentially bless them once a year if uh, if the favor works in, in that way. Oh, okay. I will relate the little that I know. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I've heard about this, uh, of course, as a child in stories, and um, my mother would talk about it. But, but I don't know. I mean, I've never attended one myself. Uh, it, it could be a really great thing. I don't know if anyone else is interested. With the half L, I am in the <laughs> Elias will actually, what's, what's the equivalent of like a bluff type skill? Deception. Oh, deception. Okay. I'm rolling to for myself. Okay. So reasonably well, um, if you care to roll against my roll. Would that be perception again yeah all right i will roll perception just for the fun of it so you can see that elias is uh trying to contain a degree of enthusiasm and interest um (laughs) to the outward uh appearance but uh you guys are perceptive enough that you can see it come through uh but she seems to be quite intrigued especially at the mention of um another realm with um some Mm -hmm. of the other beings coming through Mm -hmm. and uh, begins um, being quite insistent that we must attend. (laughs) Her tune has definitely changed. (laughs) Uh, I'll remark, that was a quick change of heart, Elias. Moments ago, you seemed to be uh, hesitant to explore what was happening in this invitation. Do you have any connection to the Wood Elves, Elias? I don't think we ever actually sorted out um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't answer that right now i think that would be i think a little bit of a darren your call on basically what type of elf would have been in the kingdom that came from i would consider based on your heritage that you probably would have been more on the high elf side of things would have been my guess 
So you're looking forward for the ale, like the thing that Nina. <laughs> that yeah. elven ale, almost as good as dwarven. <laughs> Sweeter, half as strong. Yeah, yeah. They're more. They're more for the wine and the mead. Um, I think I can. So I have message. I can do that as like a whisper, right? So no one else can hear. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna whisper to Ansem uh, and ask. You know, I just say I feel like. There's a little bit of a weird vibe. I don't. I don't know. With Elias, suddenly, I don't know. Do you, should we go to this thing or not? She seems excited. I didn't have any reservations about observing it uh, prior to her mentioning it. Now she seems on board. All right. If if you feel okay about it, I feel all right about it. I'm unperturbed. So well, I'll say to the rest of the group. Um, sounds like something we should do. I, timing-wise, this is what three days from now. Um, how long did it take us to get when we went? It was basically a day, and then we woke up the next morning, right? And then that's where we hit the Goblin Party? Yes, yeah. Okay. So do we start heading north now? And So it took you about, uh, it was roughly around nine hours to get just past the Moon Tower where you guys camped out for the night because you didn't mm-hmm. want to try and uh, fight fatigue or, or uh, exhaustion. Uh, and then you traveled another three hours up to where you wound up north and eastern wise is where you ran into the goblin party. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was basically it was like a day there and then like you guys came back. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But are we able to get there faster now that we've been there because we kind of know the way in the land or? No, so the travel time will be the same. But game wise, though, we can skip all that stuff since you've already been there. You don't need to do all that. OK, yet. gotcha. And to clarify, what's described in the letter, I don't have it up right now. Did Do we get the sense that it's close to where we were, right where we were? Uh, it was mentioning the northern forest. And the forest that you were in was definitely more east than it was north. Okay. So we would need to go somewhere where we can try to observe this. Because tr- we don't know exactly where it is. Okay. Well, if well, we go north, we, it's the campsite at the beginning. So maybe we can have more information there and we go in direction to north. Right. There's this also the comment about um, making time for... Preparing our hearts. <laughs> supplication for the Lady of Favor. Not yeah. sure if any of us know how to do that. Or do we just uh, head north and see what happens? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So based on what what Datura rolled, do we have any... Do we have any resonance with what the specific deity was that was mentioned? With uh, an eight, it wasn't great, but it was... This is sort of like her studies being of this nature. She's mostly read legends and stuff like this. It's not happened anywhere near her, mm-hmm. whether or not it happens at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what she understands of it, you know, the Lady of Favor would be this, this Aladrin deity of some sort that mm-hmm. grants, you know grants things or doesn't grant things not quite chaotic but still you know she she can be spoken to to have things done for people mm-hmm. um, so the idea of you know preparing yourself for that it's you know like you're asking somebody to do something for you uh, mm-hmm. and so to be in the right heart of like perhaps what you're asking mm-hmm. well I'll, I'll look to the tour and say if, if you have no reservations about what what is in the heart of this god that's mentioned, I, I think we can proceed. No, I, I um, as far as I know, she's, she's neutral at worst. I think, you know, known for favor when she's in the mood for it. But, but I don't think anything bad would come of it. Then it's settled. The only matter to be resolved is how we try to get there. I don't think we know exactly where this gathering is happening, but we can certainly head that direction and try to pick up the scent. North it is, as far as we know. Why I saw 
mention, uh, such a skilled tracker as yourself, I'm sure we'll have no problem finding place. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll smile and nod. <laughs> just a, a slight indication. All right, well, are we ready? Percy, I don't suppose you want to come. Oh, you know, I think I'll stay behind on this. But thank you for the invitation. Uh, if, uh, if it turns out to be a, a good celebration, though, I, I'm very curious to, to hear more about it. Maybe I'll attend sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. What of Nerora? Is she up? I haven't seen her. Uh, I believe Nerora said something about wanting to uh, to stay stay back here. Uh, she seemed pretty tired. I saw her briefly this morning, and uh, she she seemed pretty exhausted from the, the day before. Mm. But I'll, I'll make sure that she has what she needs here. Uh, perhaps she can help with this uh, this bear as well. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. Well, since we're packed already, we can head out right away, I think. Very good. Well, do be careful out there and uh, come back in one piece. I know that I, I certainly have, uh, have benefited quite a bit from your presence. So best of success out there. Likewise. So we head yeah. out. Yeah. I think as now that it's been decided and as we head out, um, you know, for anyone who's paying attention and, you know, subtle-ish, but Datura, now that she's thinking about it, starts to get a little excited because this is something that she's heard about and has heard, you know, some fantastical stories of, of wonderful favors that have been bestowed. So um, she was kind of a little nervous, but she's, she's you know, warming up to this idea. Excellent. So you head outside, and uh, and like before, it's about 9.30ish in the morning now. It's, uh, it's a nice day. It's warming up a little bit. You look ahead of you. Uh, if you're looking north, you know, you're in the savannah, and you can see it's pretty flat. You see that they have definitely packed down the area around here so they get a good view of things from the hunting lodge. But you can see the grass start growing up in the distance. And you can see mm-hmm. the sun is now pretty decently up towards the quarter of the sky. It seems like a really nice day out here. Uh, ahead of you, beyond the savannah, you know that you had your campsite up north um, in more of like the scrublands kind of a thing. So the savannah, the tall grasses kind of die away, becomes more scrub brush kind of stuff. It goes kind of uphill towards that spot. So anything beyond that, you can't really see. But you want to head north? Yep. Let's head north and, uh, you know, take the best tack based on that invitation about where we think it might be. I, I guess I would say Anson would be thinking, since we're trying to figure out where we're headed still try to recall a place that would give some sort of advantageous position for discerning the land and saying, okay, this would make sense. Like we can see if there's really nothing there because they mentioned trees and woods. So, you know, we're, we're looking for something that seems like it could house a, a significant religious ceremony. Yeah, absolutely. Looking for, for some sort of forest too, of, of course. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I think he's just thinking back towards where we started, try to find some sort of advantageous position to observe and, and, chart a more specific course from there absolutely so you guys start heading out there you know so you're you're going through eventually you're hitting these tall weeds you know i don't know if you've taken a sword to any of this stuff to kind of machete your way through it because some of this gets up to about your your head and pushing through you're at this for about three hours by the time you well let me have you roll survival natural 20 you have no problem guiding your way right back to exactly the camp spot like you go right back to that fire ring that you were at mm-hmm. you know so it's about three hours journey and you see that from there you remember being able to see out and you can still see now that you know where that that temple is in the forest way out there in the distance you can see mm-hmm. that but up north you see the um, the scrublands keep rising up until it gets to some hills you know some real nice rolling green kind of hills in the distance but that's kind of blocking your view again from pretty much anything beyond that horizon area. Mm-hmm. And how, how far away is that? That is about three and a half, four you know, miles until you get to the actual like hills when you start climbing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And remind me again, the hexes on the board are... Three-mile hexes. Three, so it's it's basically one hex north. Uh, at the campsite, one hex up, and then one more hex, you're now in the hills. Gotcha. Okay. I'll chart our course there to that, that position that seems like it'll give us a better vantage point over, you know, be able to see more towards where we're headed or where we think this thing is at. Okay, so you keep heading a little bit there. If anyone wants to, uh, that was a pretty sweet roll there on survival. If anybody is <laughs> wanting to gather any sort of ingredients or anything like that along the way, I know that you guys have tried to do that the other time. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for the things that Percy and I talked about. Okay, absolutely. So if you want to roll We're attacked a... attacked uh, by a wild beast. <laughs> uh, let me have you roll a, uh, a survival check as well. If there's any alchemical supplies, I would be interested in gathering those. Yeah. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> just to compliment his natural twenty, right? Just, yeah, you're just uh, dazzled by my tracking. You know, like, God, he's handsome. Right. Handsome, 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 handsome. <laughs> um, you're staring at the at the, the back of his calves as he's walking along, and you you lose track of all your uh, thought processes. <laughs> Suddenly, you want babies. <laughs> Ansem can think that's what's Suddenly going on. That's babies. that's more likely. She's distracted by uh, you know <laughs> trying to actually look for. Uh, she's she's kind of worried about the plants in the area. Yeah. So she's trying to kind of keep an eye out for these plants, but she's also just looking for anything weird. Yeah. And finding nothing, obviously. Yeah, at, at one point she thinks that she's uh, she's found what looks like maybe King's favor, and she's kind of excited. She goes and like pulls it, but she just like tears it apart. You know, it was she yeah. didn't grab it in the right spot, just like ripped the whole thing to shreds, and uh, and just kind of like sheepishly like looked like she dropped something and picked that back up, and she just keeps carrying <laughs> on as if nothing had happened. Uh, uh, Elias, I've been, I've been calling you Elias. Everyone else calls you Elias. I think you've referred to yourself as Elias, so I will change my pronunciation. Uh, Elias. Let me have you roll uh, survival as well to see if you found any. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve, okay. And you were looking for uh, alchemical ingredients, right? Yep. Okay. So in the map section, you can probably roll this better if you roll a <laughs> a very strange D27. Cool. Okay, very nice. Okay, so you rolled a 14. As you're, like, bending down and looking at some of these things, you see this strange sort of beetle crawl across, like, onto your hand as you're, like, looking at some of these plants that are around here. And this, this strange little beetle comes crawling up to you, and it's got like a little bit of this slightly blue iridescence sort of, uh, and not just iridescence, but it almost looks like it's deeper in there. It's almost like it kind of swirls towards the face and the back end of it. If you want to roll Arcana or Nature, uh, we can see if you recognize what this thing is. Okay. Arcana is an eight. An eight. Yeah, you don't know quite what this is, especially being a, more of a city girl kind of a thing. But you do think it's quite interesting the way that it's got like this bit of a swirl to it. So there is this this shiny beetle, if you would like to take it. Yeah, so shiny beetle. <laughs> you have a strange little shiny beetle. It's probably about maybe the size of your thumbnail at biggest. Oh, can I try a little bit of that powder? You're wanting to eat the beetle? Oh, the powder, the, the substance. Powder? Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to grind it up? I think it's a live beetle right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I will try to figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you continue heading up north, and as you start getting into the hills, yeah, the hills start, like, rolling this beautiful green countryside here, and there's probably quite a few, like, wildflowers at this point. It's kind of spring, you know, and so there's, I guess they might be, like, poppies and that kind of, you know, purple, tall flowers and things. It smells really fragrant out here. You can see 
in the distance, you've traveled now about two and a half hours. You can see some more rocky area uh, to your right, like in the hillside. It seems like there might be a little bit of a rocky sort of like outcropping in the hills. You know, it kind of disturbs a little bit of this greenery. But you're seeing, uh, as you kind of get up towards the top of the hills, you can start seeing woods uh, further north in the distance. Uh, not too far, probably just a, a few miles. It's also a little bit northeast as well as where the, the woods kind of start, kind of uh, just past that rocky area. And as we travel, any signs of life that we can observe from afar? Like, as we're looking towards it, are we seeing wildlife? Are we seeing any indications that there's been people here or anything as we travel? Yeah, let me have you roll perception. 17. 17, yes. So as you get a little bit closer... I'm assuming you're moving towards that rocky area a little bit to get a better idea. Yeah, I mean, you, well, you, you said it's, it's. I mean, it's not too far off to the east, is it? It's sort of a long way. Yeah, it'd be like there. Yeah, one diagonal hex from where you guys were. You're starting to see mm-hmm. some rocky outcropping and some trees starting just behind it uh, mm-hmm. by another few miles. Um, mm-hmm. As you start moving a little bit closer in that direction, you do see what looks like there might be an opening in this outcropping of rocks. And you're seeing what looks like these boulders and these smaller sort of figures next to these boulders. But then you start seeing one of the boulders kind of shift a little bit as one of the figures kind of like tugs on something. You know, you see one of these boulders kind of turn and it's it looks like, okay, no, this is actually some four-legged creature that's, it just has some gray fur. Okay, so, and how far away is this? How far did you want to get towards this area? I mean, while I'm seeing this, if, if I start seeing things that are alive, yeah. that's naturally going to have me sort of slow the party down. I'll try to sure. go up and sort of sneak up and just see, like, what are we walking towards? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to get close enough that I can observe carefully and, mm-hmm. and gauge threat. <laughs> yes. Well, let me have you roll uh, stealth if you're trying to get close enough to be able to get a really good view of what this is uh, without trying to disturb it. 11. As you start creeping a little bit closer, you see that there are two goblins, Hmm. and they are standing beside these large, white, dog-looking beasts. And with your background in goblins sort of things, you know that they like to use wargs as their sort of their mounts and stuff and their their guards. And so you, you would be guessing that this is two wargs and two goblins probably guarding whatever this entrance is. Mm-hmm. Am I upwind or downwind from these hunting creatures? <laughs> Thankfully, you're, you're downwind, and you're not. It, it's blowing more sort of southeasterly, so it's not even coming towards you. You're not able to smell anything from this, but they're also not able to smell you. You're going to have to get low and like try and duck behind some rocks here. There's not a lot of them, but you're able to kind of get everybody behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the wargs looks about, sort of not directly towards you, but like sort of around your general vicinity for a moment. Mm-hmm. And if I see them, certain scabs full stop, you know. So after a moment of that, it kind of goes back and you see the goblin it starts like tugging on this leash on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It gets its attention. It's like and uh, <laughs> uh, it's a wargs. Kind of, kind of like takes a little bite at him, you know, like actually getting him, but just kind of like, don't you tug my leash kind of a thing. <laughs> and so that's kind of what's going on right now as you guys hunker down. What are you doing? I mean, I'm going to turn back to him and, and relate to the party what's there. Um, and so... It looks like they're guarding some sort of an entrance to a protected area, not fortified per se, but it looks like an ideal camp or defensible position. Is that uh, 
goblin cave that was mentioned last session? I was, I was curious say, Are we pretty direct west from where we pinned the goblin to the tree? I feel like we're pretty far west. Yeah, you are, at this point, you're a little bit north, but you are, so I'd say you're, you're, you know, on your map, you know, you'd be about like mm-hmm. a hex north, but then otherwise, yeah, pretty much directly west from there. Mm-hmm. And that's the, to be fair, when that hobgoblin broke off, generally he was running west. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Before you took it out. It could definitely be the site that they were referring to. Um, and it was it was many miles away, but it was still mm-hmm. out of that direction he was running. Right, right. In theory, and, and with my knowledge of goblins, doesn't seem likely that they would have hunted that far away. Based on what I'm seeing in the area here, would I anticipate that they would be that far away hunting game? Like, does that seem likely? It's not as typical. They would probably try and stick with their area. Mm-hmm. But again, you're kind of in the hills. The woods are behind you, and there's more woodlands over to that side. It's possible. You know, it's not beyond reason. It's not outside the okay. Yeah. Yep. So I'll turn it relate what I've seen to the to the party and I'll say I think do we think that uh, these elves, whoever they might be, would be trying to throw a celebration so close to a, a, a goblin camp? It seems like the forest is in north of this place, no? So it seems like we need to cross this. Mm-hmm. Lore question, are goblins and elves frequently enemies in this world or no? Pretty much everything's an enemy of the goblin. You know, the yeah. goblin is kind of seen as this universal pest. A pest at best, and then at, at worst, a real nuisance that can really harass uh, a, a village or something like that. They're not really on their own. Goblins are not going to be able to take on a city. But as you guys had seen with that other one, there was a, a hobgoblin, and I would need somebody to roll, like, uh, Anthem perhaps might be the best to roll nature, which would kind of give you a better idea as to relationships with hobgoblins and goblins. Uh, my nature is not great, actually. No, that's too I, g- I have a plus two. I mean, I would give you advantage on that just because of your background. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can roll since I'm sort of goblin knowing. All right, that's an 18, actually. Came up okay. came up good. Hobgoblins have been known to bully other goblins and kind of take over their ranks. Mm-hmm. And so in such a case, that makes them sometimes a, a good deal more dangerous. Mm-hmm. When they're organized. By- <laughs> yeah, the goblins are going to like just cower underneath the hobgoblins if, if the, that sort of thing happens. Mm-hmm. But elves, yeah. I mean, hobgoblins are one of those where there would be a lot more enmity between them. Mm-hmm. Goblins, they might feel like these things are annoying. We'll kill them, whatever. We'll get rid of them. Right. Well, you know, I agree with Radiger that we ought to continue heading on. Perhaps we can skirt around these without arousing any attention. Just note their location. I think we'll find what we're looking for beyond this anyway. All right. Yeah, we need to look for traps or something, you know, if they are defending, like, a position. Mm-hmm. So, is based on what we can see, is there a way we can kind of back out and keep out of their line of sight as we try to progress further north into the, um, the forest beyond? So, if you were to, yeah, skirt around a little bit to the side, you could roll some stealth to see if you can get away with that. Uh, because you're going to be moving away from the rocky area to try and get back down towards the hill. Uh, so let me have stealth from all of you. Guidance myself first. <laughs> Unless anybody else really needs it. Is anybody bad at stealth? Six. <laughs> so Ansem with his nice 21, Datura with a good 22, Aleas with, yeah. I a got a natural 14. 20, by the way. Oh, man, you're like silent. Yeah, Ansem is like, we should try and get... What? And he like turns around and you're already She's like, gone. You're you're already thirty feet away. <laughs> hmm? 
he grins as he peels off to follow her lead on this. <laughs> uh, Aleus takes a moment and says, oh, we're leaving. And so she kind of turns back around and Rodiger isn't really, like he's just staring at these wargs thinking, ooh, I've got a bear pelt, maybe I could, you know. And he's like staring at these and when he does finally realize what's going on, like he looks back there and, oh shoot. So he starts moving, but as he does so, like the rocks tumble. <laughs> kind of like crashing down a little bit through the, the area. I am going to roll for these things to see if they have any perception as to what happened. You may be in the clear. As soon as that happens, Ansem is looking back and he's going to try to gauge. Yeah. Are they coming at us, you know? Right, exactly. Their perception is... That's something. Sorry, Rodiger. <laughs> so as the rocks start tumbling back, immediately that one warg that had been looking around a little bit before it turns back and you hear the noise of it and you hear another one one of the goblins kind of shouting so you start hearing this noise behind you and you're just kind of like frozen what are you going to do i will try to hide under a rock or something okay i'm going to start dropping you guys on a map here just so you can kind of see where you're at here we go uh Elias, roll initiative for me eight eight perfect handsome Seven. I don't like the trend that we have uh, from these two rolls. A five and followed by a four. I know, right? <laughs> Tatura? Ugh. So I got a four for me. <laughs> we all thought everything was great, and then just the rocks crashing down scared us. And Luna. She's got a 16. <laughs> She's got good initiative. Owl's on top of it. Rodiger, let's have you roll some initiative, Mr. Rock Tumbler. Twelve. Twelve. Very nice. I'm going to roll initiative for all the baddies. All right. So it looks good for them. <laughs> it does look pretty decent for them. So here's what's going to happen. The rocks tumble down there. The wargs, they're all, they catch this. Uh, they look up and Rodiger, you, as you've tried to slip away, you're now very much in the open uh, and you're kind of doing that stance of like, uh-oh. And behind you, you hear one of these goblins and it yells, and you hear this and that is going to be uh, an eight. So that's probably not going to hit you. Just to clarify where we're at. So we're all basically in a line relatively radiating out away from them. Is there any kind of cover here? Or we were basically just like in grass and then... It's mostly rolling hills here. Yeah. So it's not, you might be able to find a small knoll or something if you're trying to momentarily but duck. Ba basically it's we're in the open. Yeah, there are a few rocks, so I can actually draw some stuff here for you. So, Rodiger was behind, like, a rock over here. Not need to be, like, a big rock for me. Yeah, right. It's not very large. You're, you were able to hide behind it pretty well. The other people would be able to do it so well. Mm -hmm. So, as you get closer, there's a bit more rocks, but further away mm -hmm. towards where you guys are, there's lots of that. And in, in terms of... So some of us were successfully stealth. Are we hidden from them because of that? The tour might be like just past a little bit of a knoll area that they may not see her, but they've got the high ground kind of too. So they're, they're going to see you all pretty oh, okay. well. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Crap. Good to know. Yeah. Presently, they're seeing me and aware of me. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, so right. Goblin took his turn, fired that shortbow. The war is going to come running towards you. And the goblins are on, they're not mounted. These are separate. They're separate right now, yeah. Okay, exactly. good to know. So the war, sorry, Radiger, it's coming up to you. Uh, and it's going to take a bite at you. So I'll roll here. Got this. Very nice. Okay, a 10 will not hit you, will it, Rodiger? 
<laughs> no. Okay, very good. So the warg, you just hear and you turn around. You know, this arrow goes flying above you, but you turn around and you see the but it underestimates your height and it just goes right above your head. You know, you kind of duck down in some of your hair, it kind of like gets right into its mouth, but it slips right out. The next goblin, so it's a nine, it's not gonna hit you either. So you see this, as it's trying not to hit the warg, this arrow goes, goes flying too high also. It is now Luna's turn. So how far away am I? I would say, yeah, you're about 120 feet, I think, from Rodiger. I got super far away real fast. Yeah, (laughs) you were booking it with your 20, your natural 20, right? (laughs) Gotcha. I'm just trying to be quiet. Um, (laughs) Okay, so Luna will go up a little bit higher to not try to be a target, but to have visibility in case I need her to see anything. Um, and she'll she'll wait there. Okay, getting a good vantage point of everything. Rodiger, this war has just <laughs> bit down right above your head. What are you doing now? It's your time to shine. <laughs> For the sake of training. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, will you allow a little table talk? I'm I'm fine with that if it is. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, David, your primary mechanic. It's up to you is a rage which gives you physical damage reduction as well as a bonus to your damage that you deal and you can do that as a bonus action in addition to your attack okay so you say that i start with rage and then yeah your general strategy because i think you get two rages a day right now yes for most of our fights you're probably good the first thing you're probably going to want to do is rage because that that gets you really buff and then you fight stuff all right i will enter in rage so now you are raging what are you doing with your Dwarven Rage? Well, hit the first thing that's close to me. You just all of a sudden pull out your maul and you're going to come swinging at this guy. Get it. Holy moly. Okay. Man, I thought that was a natural point at first. Yeah. That's cool. That'll <laughs> just still do it. Yeah. So you come just and you take this hammer and you just boom, smack it right across its jaw. You know, as it's biting at you. Uh, let's see what kind of damage that does to this guy. So eight, nine, ten. All right. So you oh. see that, like, it bashes it right across the jaw. And it, and it looks back, and it's it's got blood coming down from the side of its jaw. And you see, like, you probably knocked out a couple of teeth. It didn't enjoy being hit by that thing. So the other warg sees this, and just like, it howls. You gets up and starts charging down, and it's going to take an attack at you as well. (laughs) At least we've got a front line. That one will hit. That is nine points of damage to Rodiger. Oh, half, even better, even better, okay. Are we rounding up or down on those? It rounds down. So, four. Four, okay. That's why you're a barbarian. So it comes down and it like, it bites hold of you right as you swung that, you know, that maul biting down on your bicep. That's its turn. Elias, what are you up to? You hear all this commotion back behind you. You see these arrows as you're running, flying overhead. You hear these howls and bites and you hear this crack. And then you hear Rodiger yell as he bites him. I'm going to move a little bit further away and turn around to face. I'm going to cast Hex, which will hit, we'll say the warg that was injured. By the way, I did do a rule check and that disadvantage it has on ability scores does apply to all skill checks as well. So is that, but is that saving throw? Not saving throws. Yeah, because in 5e, they're not considered skills. They're just ability checks with proficiencies and things like that. Yes, that works. Yeah. Um, so we'll put that on decks and then um, I will... Which one are you casting this on? The one that was injured. Okay, yes. If you're going to move... I was thinking 30 feet, so however far 30 feet is. And then cast Eldritch Blast on it as well. Nice. And I'm guessing a 9 will miss. 
A nine is going to miss the warg, unfortunately. So you just see this bolt go flying out, and you just see the rock next to it just explode. The pebbles kind of bounce off of its head. Handsome, you're Alrighty. hearing a whole lot of commotion behind you. You've already stopped and turned and seen this. I was turning already because I'm like, yeah. oh crap. So how, just to get a sense for it, Yes. how far am I away from the goblins? You are 105. 105 feet away from the goblins. Yeah. I'm going to try to create some more distance. And then I saw Rodiger crush the thing. Is it like, how alive does that thing look after being hit with the hammer? It's bleeding, and you see that it's done some damage to its jaw, but it looks like it's still definitely in fighting shape. It could definitely take a few more of those. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to take a sharpshooter shot at that. Excellent. So that's minus five. Come on, baby. That is a 10. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that's not going to hit. So you also fire at this thing, and you're kind of trying to get around uh, Elias and Rodiger. Oh, trying to get dang. Yeah. Okay. It goes flying out there, and it just, mm -hmm. you try to undershoot, and so again, kind of, it like lands with force down at the thing's feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's it for me. Datura, what's happening over there with you? She's gonna hear the noise, turns around, realizes how far away she is from everything. It was such a good roll, but it was unfortunate timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was so proud of herself. <laughs> Handsome won't see this coming. <laughs> right. Everybody else from a bit in the distance, you're going to hear that wildcat sound. Mm -hmm. And she is going to use her um, bonus action for wild shape and then do, use the dash action because I think that's going to be about as far as I need to go to get right up um, next to Rodiger in, in the face of the ward. Rodiger, all of a sudden you hear, like, you hear this, <laughs> this wildcat behind you. And you turn back and then this thing just boom, like pounces down next to you. And you're like, whoa, you kind of got to duck out of the way to keep from getting hit by this paw, this giant beast here. And it's it's as large as this warg that's coming at you. Yeah, large, large cat. Yes. Big kitty. Yeah, she'll just scream right in their face. Yeah. And say, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, just for just for flavor's sake, let me have you roll intimidation. All right. We got a cat versus dog situation here. Ooh. 16. Nice. All right. It kind of gets a little startled for a second, but then it just like growls back at you. Mm. Um, right, I'll take it. Goblin, dude, little goblin, he's not able to see anything. What's going on over here? He's kind of like trying to peer through. He's got these gigantic animals in front of him. Uh, he's going to try and get himself into a better position. And he's also going to take a shot now at you, Datura. to the largest thing that he can actually see. And that is going to be 10 to hit. Does not hit. Excellent. Okay. So same with this other goblin. He's going to run the other way, but he is not able to take a shot from where he's at without uh, hitting one of these wards. He's just getting himself in the position. Uh, this ward, the one that you just roared at and roared back at you, uh, he's going to try and snap at you. And that is a, an 11. That is not going to hit your 14. Mm -hmm. yes, and you just kind of like... Like bat your arm like over it as it has like bite down on your cat paw. reflexes, cat yeah. squat kind of a thing. Pivoty <laughs> <laughs> back. Luna, Luna's flying about up there, getting advantage of all this. What's happening with her? Real quick, familiars can't attack. 
Correct. Okay, so I just want to yep. make sure everything's okay. No, but she can take the help action, and I don't know if she helps. Is it just the next person who attacks, or if it's it's whatever hits next, whatever attempts to attack something next. Yeah. I know how I know how it's supposed to work, which isn't at all how I read it, which is weird. But what I'm going to say is that because I don't, I can't make any sense of how that would work. If you give a good argument for why something would be distracted that is nowhere near the thing distracting it, um, then we can go with that. I'm going to have her use her movement, her full movement, uh-huh. to come up close and just basically like buffet the thing yeah, <laughs> in its face, just kind of like to distract it so that she will do that right before the next attack hits, essentially. Right, yeah. So she's going to go ahead and move over to do this, right? Yeah, and that's going to take pretty much her full movement to get there, I think. Which one is she trying to distract? The hurt one or Yeah, the, the hurt one. We're both going after the hurt one first. Okay. So she comes in here. She's doing that distracting business so the next person gets advantage on their attack. That works for me. It is Rodiger. Well, I see too many things surround me and try to swing. Like, my, my life is in the line. You want to swing it, this guy's going to be a little bit easier to hit because you're kind of surrounded by this whole animal. So, <laughs> the zoo yeah. that followed. Okay. Okay, go ahead and make your attack on him. Nice. That connects. Ka-ching. All right, let's damage roll, and that's going to be plus two because you're raging. Okay. It's nine plus two, 11. Excellent. 11 points of damage to this fella here. In fact, I am going to make it roll a lingering injury because mm. you did some serious damage to this guy. Boom, you bring it down on its head and just like you hear this like crunch of its skull and constitution save. Six, it fails its constitution save. Nice. I will let you roll a 1d20. Let's see what you've done to this thing. Nice. 16. Your maul just continues to follow through and it makes this horrible gash all across its face and you knock out like at least six of its teeth here and you see like it cuts through its lip. It's this disfiguring like scar gash all the mm. way across its mm. face. Get it's some. pouring Ooh. profusely blood all of its mouth. <laughs> it's like having to spit this out of its mouth. Well done, sir. That was a Love it. Time. Love it. You just boom. And you roar back at it. It's a little bit freaked out. That warg, the one that you just hit, is pretty angered by this whole thing. It is going to make an attack. It's, it tries to bite at you, but it's blinded by its own eye, just blood coming down onto it. It's, it's going wide. It was nowhere near hitting you there. It's jumping around. Uh, Aleas, you see Rodiger just come down hard on this thing. There's a giant panther being attacked over here. There's a bird flying overhead. It's pandemonium going on in front of you. What are you doing here? The same one that I have hexed, so that's the one that Panther's engaged with. Um, yes. Fire another Eldritch Blast off at it. Now, for your awareness, this is going to be a difficult hit because you have a giant panther the same size as it in front of it and you're downhill, so it is, unless you move, it's going to be a plus five to its AC with the potential of hitting the turret. Move there, 30 feet. Okay, so it's a plus two now, so it's much easier to hit. But he gets an advantage because of the owl, right? Oh, yes. Yes, so you do have advantage on this. It's a plus two to hit, but it is advantage. Got it. All right. So that's going to be a 17 to hit. Minus two is 15. 15 is, oh, yeah. Yeah, you Ka-ching. jump right around the side. All right. Fire this off. So now this is going to deal 10 points of damage. Detour, you see above your head just... This bolt comes flying 
smacks it like right in the eye and you just see eye explode and it is looking in pretty terrible shape it's just its jaw has been busted in its eye is gone it's this bernie kind of a mess it's just scarred all across like his black and fur who is up it was anson yep all right so so it it looks pretty messed up right yeah okay I will, I'll just take a normal shot at it, the, the warg that is beat up warg too. Okay, and you are similarly dealing with a plus five to its AC from where you're standing. I have sharpshooter, which ignores up to three quarters cover. Yes, you should be fine. Okay. Fly true, baby. Oh, natty 20. Oh, goodness gracious. Ow. Man, you know, you get the natural 20 when you, you probably didn't need it. <laughs> it. It's just flavor. It's all flavor. It's beautiful. Go ahead and roll twice your damage plus a modifier. All right, so that's an 11 for me. Beautiful. Okay. Boom. So tell me what happens to this warg with your arrow. If uh, Elias is shot, hit it in the face, and it's like rearing up. I just catch it. I've taken a bead on it, and when it kind of kicks its neck back up, just an arrow right into the neck, right into the jugular. You hear that roar just get canceled. I was like, Rawr. and it looks over, and you see the other war kind of turn to it, and it just looks <laughs> at each other, and it goes, <laughs> it hits the ground, its tongue lolling all over. It Love is it. Down. All right, very well done. Anything else from you? I, I want to keep an eye on that, that path that the goblins were kind of standing in front of. I want to make sure I have a shot down that without issue. So sure. do I need to move to the side? Again, I've got the sharpshooter stuff, but I just want to make sure that I've got... Um... You're looking uphill, but you can see into it clearly from where you're standing. Except for Datura, I guess. Datura would be blocking it. You'd have to probably move a little bit to your left to get a better view as to what's going on, unless you're kind of ducking down and trying to look. Oh, uh, so is that uh, semicircle above them? That's that's where that is? Yeah, that's the entrance up there. Okay, gotcha. So I will I will run... 30 feet right where you're standing. Yeah, and that'll do it. Excellent. Datura, you've just seen this warg that you were attacking just <laughs> fall down flat. Easy enough. Shoot changes targets. Excellent. Um, I'm not, do I need to even move, or am I in melee with the other one? No, you're, yeah, you're within melee. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and take bite attack, and because there is an ally within, also in melee, I get advantage yep. on that. Ooh, that's exciting. You know, before this, I never really was, like, super impressed with druids, but, like, seeing you guys play them, I'm like, these are pretty cool characters. A moon druid at these levels is the strongest it'll ever be, basically. <laughs> But they're a full caster, so as like a moon druid, you're like, well, I have incredible shape-shifting powers early, and then I'm a full caster late, so what do you want to do? Right. Oh my, okay. 21 oh. is absolutely going to hit. Eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. And so I'm also seeing your bite, though. It's piercing edge. Oh, and yeah. if the target is a creature, which it is, yes. it must also succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Ooh. Okay. What, what are you doing to this thing? It's not dead, but let me hear what you've done to it, because it's in pretty bad shape. Wait, before we do that, let me also just check to see if it succeeds that save throw. 13 save, strength. Okay, it succeeds that, but it did take okay. a fair bit of damage. So what are you doing to it? She was gonna go for the one that went down, so she just turns and pounces at the other one and leaps onto it. She was trying to push it, right? So she was going for its like, you know, the back of its neck trying to like yeah. pin it down and it resisted but she's yeah back of the neck teeth in nice 
bites down, kind of shaking, trying to like pull it over and throw it, but it's it's holding its ground. But each time you tug at it, it just sits deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's in some pretty terrible shape. It's howling nicely done. It is this goblin who is now getting a little bit freaked out by what's happening here. It sees two of the wargs go down, and it's going to run towards that entrance, and it's going to take one last shot back at the panther, the tour in panther shape. But shortbow is going to be a seven, which doesn't matter. This thing just goes way too close. It's trying to aim down this hill, and it like bounces off one of the rocks. It's like, and it's pretty embarrassed by that. The other goblin, seeing the other one, start running. It's like, it's like shouting at him like, stand and fight. <laughs> and it like turns, you know, not super bright. It's going to rush headlong into Do the it. fray. It's seen that this warg is near it, so it feels a little bit safer as it comes doing this. Can't do anything else from there. It's a bad spot. Luna, what's she up to? Um, she is going to actually keep flying north towards the cave with her 60 feet. Okay. She'll tell me if she sees more things moving. Okay. She won't be able to get up to it, but she can get over here maybe a little bit closer. Okay, you see the entrance to this place. It's a sturdy stone door, right? And you see the goblin coming right up there, and it takes the shot, and its back is right up against this thing, and it looks like all it just needs to do is just turn around, open the door, and run inside. Okay, she'll hang out there. Yeah. Tell me if anything new comes. Okay. Uh, Rodiger. I think I will try to stop that goblin to escape and go inside. I don't know why, but that feels strong. Yeah? I want to go close to there and see if I can... See how close you can get? Yeah, I don't know how... Yeah, so you can get... Um, this is going to be 30 feet to get here. And that puts him within 30 feet? Uh, it's going to put him within under 60. It's going to be like around 45, 50 feet. I look to the Tura and see if I can jump in the Tura and then make a jump from there. And I jump yeah. off her back? Yeah, try it. <laughs> see if I can go a little farther. Okay, uh, <laughs> yes. Let's have you do that. And if you succeed at this, I'm going to give this guy disadvantage on his attack as you run away. So let me have you roll acrobatics. All right. <laughs> Get that. But, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to give it disadvantage if you succeed on this. If you fail on this, you are going to land prone, which means it will have uh, advantage. Okay. Can you use the inspiration? Absolutely, if you want. Okay, yeah. There we go. R- roll it without it first. Find out what the result is before you do that. I really want this to work. It's going to be awesome. Oh, Ooh. no! <laughs> That you okay. rolled a two? <laughs> you can use your inspiration if you would like. Probably a good choice. Yeah, it's a good time. But how it works then? I use the inspiration and then... You just click it and it'll go away <sighs> and then roll that again. Right. Oh, man. These rolls. We love the flare, though. Uh, see, he's strong. Not so dexterous. I do like the idea, though. So you come running up and you jump on to uh, Panther Datura and... She starts moving, but your your leg is your foot is not properly placed. And as her muscle shifts underneath your foot, launches you off, and you just go spiraling and cartwheeling <laughs> onto the ground. Bam! And you hit down, uh, and you're full on. You know you're making a grass angel on the ground. Uh, and the warg is definitely going to take this opportunity to try and make his attack on you now. 17 hits and uh, it sees you do this cartwheel and as your cartwheel and you hit the ground and like bites down on your leg that's like just falling to the ground that is going to be piercing damage and i need you to roll a dc 13 strength saving throw or above he should be fine with this 23 
it's <laughs> even more. Even thin. <laughs> yeah. So it like bites down on you and it's gonna like try and swing you about, but you just like your maul is on the ground and you bury it backward and you like put all of your weight down onto this thing and it lifts you as like Arr! and you see that jaw that was in kind of bad shape, you know, as you the one because you, you dashed this guy and the yeah. teeth are missing. And you kinda of slip through where those the teeth are, your leg is in there. <laughs> uh, but it does give you that damage, which that is going to be seven points of damage. Half rounded down. That's true. Very nice. Three points. Okay. Barbarians. That's a nice feature. I, I will remember it one day. We will get there. I appreciate it. Happy to. I'm happy to, to background check things. <laughs> Backseat uh, DM. So it is the warg's turn still now, because now it's officially its turn. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's already got you in its jaw. It's going to keep attacking you, because it already has advantage on that. Sorry, buddy. It attacks again, and that is... Oh... Oh, that's a natural 20. Okay. okay. It's a good thing that you have your... Rage. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that is. is... Six plus... Oh, gosh. Okay. No more zombies. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'm sorry. That is... Ooh, that was nasty. That's 15 points. Halved? Half. Thank you. No, that's seven. Yes. Oh, man. Still. That was a... So that was yeah. nasty, but it could have been way worse. And I let me have you roll that DC again. Your strength saving throw. You got this. You got this. 11. 11. Uh, it did not save. So it's, it grabs you high. Bam, bam. It bounces you on the ground and lifts you and throws you. But uh, thankfully, though, it moves you closer to where you were trying to go. So you're still prone, but now you're closer. That's going to be the warg's turn there. It's pretty content with what it did. Elias, what are you doing? You just saw Rodiger get ragdolled by a warg, uh, which is probably a little bit of a disturbing sight. Yeah. Move over here. Move the hex to now be on the other warg. Yeah. Excellent. And cast Eldritch Blast at it. Okay. Yeah. This probably is not going to be important, but what was your disadvantage? Yeah. We'll go with strength this time. And it's a 19 to hit. Ka-ching. A 19? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely going to hit. So that's going to be 14 and 5, so 19 points of damage. Oh, wow. I love that, like, when you guys don't need to, <laughs> you just destroy Absolutely them. great. <laughs> that's how we roll. Can we keep track of the overkill damage we deal in this campaign? That'd be great. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Like, if it wasn't PC, it would still be dead. <laughs> it's how much damage you did to this thing. Not mostly dead, it's all dead. Mm-hmm. It's it's obliterated. What how do you, what did you do to this thing? Yeah. It will say that like as the Eldritch blast hit it, it basically took that like gash that Radiker made and just basically spread it. Oh. All the way through the rest of its body, oh, no. and just like dumped its entrails out all over the. That is awesome. Oh, no. And nice. it sprays the goblin. That angle, it just like <laughs> catches the goblin and all that gore. Just. Yeah, it's like when you you know when you're you're taking a log and you put that little chisel into it and then you uh-huh. bam, right yeah it just <laughs> it blows open and then the goblin is just left there like and it's just coated. It is now no longer green. It is a red goblin. Uh, very nicely done. Yeah, that thing is cool. Love it. Holy smokes. Love it. If you're not doing anything else, then it would be Ansem's turn. Ansem? Okay, I'm going to take my full movement. So that would be 30 to get there. So I'm going to run all the way up I can towards the fleeing goblin. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take a shot at him. Yep, you're a clear shot. 19. going to say that hits. Absolutely going to hit. And I'm actually going to favored foe him because I'm going to try to finish him off. 
So that's a seven damage total. This is a different version of the favorite though. Exactly. I mean, it's basically, oh, instead of hunters having like a specific enemy type, it's just like a thing they can use twice a day, basically. That's way better because favorite foe is terrible. It was really specific yeah. and not often useful, yes. It's like, oh yeah, you can track something better. Good luck with that. Great, like, whatever. yeah. You know. Nice, yeah. okay, so. Seven damage. You don't do it in, but like this arrow. I'm trying to like stop him from running, so. Like, I might be aiming for, like, his thigh. Yes. Like, around there to, to inhibit movement. So he has to roll a constitution save. And Get see that. if he gets a lingering injury. Lingering constitution injury. save is... He's got a lingering injury. What? Ling I'm going to let you roll a d20. Okay. Again, I was, I'm, was i like, shooting for a mobility <laughs> yeah. thing, if, if that's possible. Uh, there it is. Ten. So you shoot this... What I'm going to say is, like, you fire, and then boom, it, like, sticks into its hand, its hand goes and like sticks onto the, the door. You know, it's Love just it. like, it's ah, reaching ah. for the door on his pendant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love it. As I shoot him, I say, stop the runner to everyone. Just gonna yell that out. Stop the runner. Datura, what's the panther doing? Yeah, she's gonna ignore that suggestion and go for the other goblin who's running straight at her now covered in blood. <laughs> the overly um, brave goblin. The overly brave goblin. Fight attack at that one. So no advantage this time because there's no one else here. That's right. But uh, it should be all right. Let's see what the attack is. 18. That's definitely going to hit. Some. 10 damage. Plus strength saving throw. My pounce. Doesn't matter. It, yeah, it has no strength left in it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Right. It has no blood. <laughs> she just like pounces down onto it and discovery channel stuff <laughs> and it goes to like throw it but it just see like two pieces just come out of its mouth anyway <laughs> it's less substantial goblin than anticipated yeah. <laughs> i don't know how far i moved but if I, I guess if she's sensed that she's just gonna go straight to the next target and any movement i have left out of my 50 i will move you have 40 left. We'll see you have 40 left. Okay, so towards the remaining goblin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so from here, yeah, you're right in range. Oh, you can get into melee. Okay. I'm just, as, as I see that we've got the situation under control, I'm going to say, keep it alive. <laughs> <laughs> just say, kill it if it runs, keep it alive if you can. I'll just growl. So this thing, it's got its hand up here, and this panther just, it just sees like its buddy just fall into two pieces, just instantaneously. You come now pounding up towards it, its hand is into the wall. <laughs> It's not happy about its circumstances, uh, and it is its turn. Um, Goblin is going to, he's gonna try and kneel down, but he's only can kneel down so far, right? So he's, he kneels down and like, he's kind of like dangling a little bit. He's like, and he's like, not sure how to be submissive in this situation. Mm -hmm. He's just like, What's he saying? I've, I can speak Goblin, so is anything, am I picking up anything or is he just babbling, you know, incoherently? Yeah, yeah, no, he's staying like, please, please don't eat me. I'm just doing my job. Uh, my job sucks. I hate my boss. Like, <laughs> like, let me, please, please, let me just live. Let me live. Remember, I'm the guy who ran away. <laughs> Are we still in initiative? You know, at this point, no, you don't need to be in initiative. That's a good point. You know, I, I'm going to say, <laughs> I, I'm going to repeat to everyone, don't, don't kill it. I'm going to get what I can out of him in common. And then as I, as I approach... I'm going to tell him, cast your weapon aside, and we can speak. And that is where we're going to call it for today. Come back next time as the party attempts to interrogate their goblin captive and wind up delving into the goblin lair to rescue an imprisoned mage. 
Until then, this has been Legends of Kalidor, Tales from the Wildlands. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Listener reviews are the best way to get our podcast noticed and gain some traction. So, subscribe, review, and share with your friends, and we'll see you next time on Legends of Kalidor, Tales from the Wildlands. <laughs>